0: Well, hello and welcome to Cherries in Focus, episode 28. It was a five-star performance in the FA Cup against Swansea. We cruised in to that fifth round and will now take on championship leaders Leicester City. But in the last few moments, in the last few hours, we weren't meant to be busy in the January transfer window. Get a feeling we might be busy in the next few days. Do subscribe to the channel. Do help us get to 2,000 subscribers. Smash the like button right now. We are live and interactive on YouTube and Twitter. And if you're watching this back on replay, do use the comments. Come on, tell us where you are, who's joining us, because there's going to be lots to talk about. Isn't there, John Spark? We thought we'd be talking about goals against Swansea, Leicester City next, feel like we're going to be talking about players.
1: Yeah, it's going to be quite a bit of time spent on players, I have a feeling, uh, tonight. Thanks uh, Thanks again for joining us, everyone. And um, yeah, least, uh, we will still definitely talk about the match because there were some really good goals in that, wasn't there? There was
0: some very, very good goals. Aaron Kay, you like to be looking around, see what's going on. You thought it'd be quiet. You're going to be busy next couple of days, mate.
2: Well, with the last squad player, please turn out the lights. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's been very, very quiet. It's been quiet across the whole Premier League, really, isn't it? I mean, it hasn't been much to talk about, but um, yeah, we'll get into it. There are some players who are desperate for minutes going out, and I can fully understand that. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully there'll be a couple of others maybe coming coming the other way. But thanks again for having me on and looking forward to that.
0: Brilliant. And our final guest this evening, we've got a new feature on Cherry's Red Army for our match reactions. Overseas fans telling us how they feel about Bournemouth and the game just gone. And one of them is Jeremy from the States. Tell us a bit about yourself, Jeremy, and where you are joining us right now from.
3: Sure. Well, first of all, um, it's three o'clock our time. And like I mentioned to you guys earlier, I I worked through lunch in order to spend this hour here. So for all of you that aren't in the States, (laughs) and if my boss is watching, Um, I'm actually in the state of North Carolina. And so if you look, it's in the southeast of the United States, the farthest, about as far west as you can get in the mountains of North Carolina. So if anybody's familiar with Asheville, I'm about 10 to 15 minutes away from Asheville, North Carolina
0: fantastic so show some love in the chat let's dive right in there now chris hubble how are you steve connor i was going to join but i've just been loaned Go. to southampton have a safe journey up the m27 ollie winds is joining us josh white as well and um, a big shout out to ollie windsor and josh white they're also doing their own podcast where they're talking about the cherries the games coming up and what's happening if you head over to, over to ollie windsor's x account he might be able to put it in the in the chat then you'll be able to check out their podcast so well done lads for getting that started good luck for the rest of the season mark singleton hope you're doing well we've got paul from australia ben said quiet month mm, going to be quite busy i think in the next couple of days mark cole we've got alan from finland we've got good luck for the season cherry's a good test for us foxes in the cup you're having the good season yourselves and we've also got morgan I'm not sure Brooks going to Southampton is a great idea. I think we saw enough to see he could have magic off the bench. That's the problem though, John. Let's dive into it because David Brooks is on loan going to Southampton. They gave us Shane Long. We're giving them David Brooks but David Brooks made it quite clear he wanted minutes and I think he probably didn't get his answers today in what he wanted. I can understand it from David Brooks's point of view. It's just up the road. Location's fantastic. He should do very well in the Championship. Southampton are in great form so they'll win a lot of matches. they will play football that should really, really lead into his game and he should have a good second half of the season. For us, we were hoping to maybe see David Brooks a little bit more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if, when when I did the match preview for the uh, Sheffield United game um, recently for for a Sheffield United fan channel, one of the things I mentioned was David Brooks because obviously he we bought him from Sheffield United. So they were interested in how, how, we, how his season had done. And he was actually one of my picks at the start of the season during preseason because of how well he played. I was thinking he was going to be one of the stars of the season for us, if not for the league, to be honest, because I just thought he's got so much motivation behind him. He played so well in preseason; he was getting the minutes. And then it just didn't happen for him, for him during the season. And, you know, if we're perfectly honest, even when he has played, he hasn't necessarily stood mm-hmm. out at all. He obviously did against... Uh, Swansea, But, you know, it was it was a very good team performance as well. He just happened to be the one that stood out the most. And as I said to that Sheffield United fan, I just don't think Iraola needs him. Um, because when you look at what Iraola wants from his wingers, he very clearly favours Tavernier, Semenyo, Sinistera, even sort of had that period where he really wanted Watara in the squad, even when Watara couldn't really kick a ball. He still wanted them in there because he wants that real physicality. That ability to go to run full out for 60 minutes and get taken off and just be very impactful, whereas Brooks is a silky player. He's he's very nice on the ball, very tidy. He loves interplay, and that's just not what he really needs from his from his wingers. So his only real spot in the squad now is as a number ten. The problem is he's behind Cliver. He's probably somewhere. He's on the list somewhere, second, third, or fourth, along with Billing um, and Scott probably in that number 10 role. So he's just not going to get the minutes and quite rightly, he knows he needs those minutes to get in that uh, Wales, Wales squad for hopefully a successful playoff campaign and then going into the Euro. So I don't blame him at all. I don't think he's going to be a big miss personally, because we've got such depth in the wingers. Not that I don't rate Brooksy highly. It's just very clear from what the current manager wants. It's not Brooks and it wasn't Triore in a similar, in a similar vein. So, um, yeah it's the, the manager wants to just I think give players opportunities to play and it's and it's not going to be here so so he's gone to Southampton.
0: And interestingly, Jeremy, David Brooks did have a great performance against Swansea. We do have to take the opposite opposition into into credit here in regards to Swansea are very flaky, they're up and down they' they blow hot and cold. so we have to take that into consideration. but he was captain. He was captain against Swansea and now he's on loan to Southampton. Is that not a bit strange? It was only a few days apart.
3: It, it is strange. I agree. One thing I look back at the QPR performance, which I think we would all agree was was bad at best. I, I may even say it was pretty horrible. Um, and then he comes into Swansea and I, I believe it was that second goal. His buildup to that second goal, he he hit a gear on that right side where he went by the defender, that left back, blew by him to get to the ball, centered it for the goal. And I thought, where has this been? If, if he had played with, with that style and aggression, and I know it's Swansea, but if, if he had played like that through the year, to John's point, I think he may have exceeded expectations. And we may be having the debate right now as to who should be starting uh, in his role. But uh, I, It's a strange, it's an enigma. I like him, but I I can't blame him for wanting to play, but he's not performed. That's just a fact. He has not performed when he's been called upon, except for the Swansea game.
0: Yeah. Ben in the chat says, I don't blame David Brooks. Just why are we dealing with them? The longer they stay down, the more fans we get back from Verwood and Ringwood. What this (laughs) does mean potentially Aaron and Mark McAdam has also told us about this is it could mean that Roman Favre head's to Bournemouth earlier than expected, and I wouldn't be surprised with that. Now, what I would expect from Roman is, is is new enthusiasm, new energy to prove himself. I'm hearing potentially his attitude isn't great. Clearly, David Brooks would have been frustrated, but new environment for Roman Fravre. we might get a good couple of months out of him. I'm interested to see what he's like. We know what, what David Brooks can do, but just wasn't clicking at times. It was Swansea, but when we've seen the other performances,
2: that's why Andoni wasn't picking him. Mm-hmm. I concur with with the other two. Really, pretty much said it all. I mean, after the QPR performance, I was the first one to say, "Get him out on loan." He's he's just not it's not it's not happening for him here. Um, He was exceptionally good against Swansea Um, again, albeit against weak opposition, but still championship opposition. And as Jeremy just said, that kind of that that run on the right sort Mm. of took us back the year really for for David Brooks. And it was after that I suddenly thought to myself, you know, whether he can play a key part in the second half of the season, but. um, and when I first, you know, saw this afternoon he was going on loan, I was a bit surprised. But then, actually, the more I thought about it, why would I be surprised for all the reasons that have been said? He's probably fifth or sixth choice on the wing. He's probably third or choice in number 10. So, you know, and as I said in my last show, I think, you know, the the guy himself has missed out on so much football, you know, uh, with his glandular fever, with injuries, and obviously more recently with, with his captain. He, he he needs to play and he wants to play and he deserves to play um, and so it, it does make sense for, for, for all those reasons um, and it's a loan it's no option to buy or anything like that so he's still our player and you know he will be at the end of the season and we'll make a decision on him then but um, yeah I think a bit of, bit of nostalgia a bit of sentimentality didn't really want us to let him go but I think rational head on me says that as john said there's four or five wings ahead of him um and favor coming in i don't really know what too much to expect about him i I was when 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 we first kind of signed him i was a bit disappointed he went straight to Lorient because i thought he might be able to make a really big impact and so you know i hold my hands up and i i don't know too much about him i don't know if he's expected to you know to kind of take it by storm he obviously hasn't had premier league experience i think he's more of a central player as far as i know um Obviously Rothwell's gone out as well. Marcondas has gone out as well. So, you know, there is kind of definitely room in the squad for him for, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I imagine he'll 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 play on the bench and try to gain some experience and and maybe surprises come in and, and perform and, and that's for him to prove himself, I guess. So hopefully he's highly motivated. If if indeed he is coming back, it's not confirmed, but hopefully he's highly motivated and will be a valuable member of the squad. And with him coming in and Tyler Adams hopefully coming back soon. That doesn't make sense, but there's other, other central players who, and Gavin Tulkeny as well, who have gone to Fleetwood. Um, there's a whole host of them now who've gone out the door to to get regular football, which is what they deserve. So, uh, so yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see about Favreau. but I think from Brooks' point of view, we are well stocked. That is one area we are well stocked.
0: John, I'm and pretty just, sure you. Yeah, go on, John. I'm just going to ask. Just to question jump in about you. just
1: just about jumping about Romain Favre, he hasn't played. He hasn't even been on the bench for the last four games for Lorient. And Lorient Ooh. are without a win since the end of October. They're bottom of the bottom of the French league, so you know, considering he's meant to be one of their better players, and they haven't played him for four for four game weeks. Injured? No, Ooh. no, it's not an injury. So you know, there's there's your, fresh there's your question marks. fresh environment, Maybe. new manager. I'm I'm being really
0: optimistic here. I love it. Yeah, you yeah. cool. need to have a plan. Um, just as Aaron's touched upon there, so Gavin Kilkenny's on his way on loan again to Fleetwood. We know Marcondes mm-hmm. has gone to Hibernian. There's a few more youngsters that are heading out to Hibernian. We know Bill Foley's got an interest in there. Jeremy, we're also hearing that Chris Mepham. There's been two bids for Chris Mepham turned down by Sheffield United and Leeds. Going nowhere, we're being told, and I very much think we do need Chris Mepham in this side. Look, it could get chaotic again in the summer. They really could be a changing of the guard, potentially, but Chris Mepham will be part of our second half of the season.
3: Absolutely, and I think we have to have him. I don't think we can afford to lose any more defenders. That's just, in, in my opinion, we need that bitch to be deep. It, our our bitch is very deep on the wings, as to what Aaron and John were saying earlier. Um, we don't have a problem replacing Brooks. He's not playing. But when it comes to defenders, we're we desperate for defenders. So I don't blame them. Now, is he up to par to what we want? Um, maybe not. But we need bodies in, in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I, I, I do think, to your point, Kirk, there is a changing of the guard. So all these, I guess, pillars of the club for the last five to seven years that are left are starting to kind of weed their way out uh and I don't say that's a a great thing it's business it's something that's necessary so yeah it's interesting time that's for sure
0: there is a little bit of conversation Aaron as well about Philip Billing wasn't in the squad Hmm. last game against Swansea Philip Billing I mean is this a conversation for the summer
2: i don't think anyone knows for sure because it it wasn't just recently there's been you know there's been a whole host of of, of things this season with phil billing number one he obviously hasn't been a shoe in to start which has been unusual for him in the last few seasons he's contributed so much in goals and assists and been a pivotal part of our our recent success um and you know i guess last season and the season of the championship it was you know it, a lot was down to him for for keeping us up and getting us up um but this season, again, it, it comes down to the manager, really, and, and maybe he's not um, the exact kind of fit he wants to play, although we know how, how effective he can be. There obviously were some issues with his social media. He was taken out of the team for, for, for a little bit. Um, he got a couple of suspicious knocks here and there. He then obviously would, would have been a shoe in you think, to start against Swansea. Um, wasn't even on the bench. No one's even mentioned an injury. So, again, it just raises more questions than answers. Um and you know his, his dad's obviously piping up, and, and with some cryptic Twitter messages, and and you know, and a few things here and there. I, I'm not convinced it's a happy camp with Phil Billing at the moment, um, which is a shame. Again, understandably, he's kind of quite rightly, as I said, sees himself as one of the main men for what he's done in the last couple of seasons, and he's and he's not been starting regularly, and 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 because the team's been doing really well, and he's not, he hasn't been starting, so he probably thinks maybe he should be um which is not uncommon um he's obviously signed a new contract so we would get a good fee for him um I think I can't see him going in, in the next couple of days simply because number one we probably wouldn't get the fee we wanted for him anyway and number two we really can't afford to let uh someone else go at this moment in time I think there is a conversation to be had in the summer for sure because I think you know if someone's not happy in the camp then it's best for all parties whether whether we like it or not that that, that they part ways but we might be barking up the wrong tree. We really don't know for sure what his what his situation is. So, um, I'm hoping he can come come in. You know, when he has come off the bench recently, he's he's proved it mm-hmm. in numbers at Manchester United at Crystal Palace. You know, he's he's been fun, um, pivotal mm-hmm. to some good moments recently. So he still has a huge part to play. I just think again, Andoni has players who he's perhaps he's more fitting for that role, namely Cliver at the moment, and probably Scott. What this does mean,
0: John. Because Bill Foley thought he was going to have a nice January, go and build this multi-club model. But I think he's going to be getting a few phone calls. Kiefer Moore can't go anywhere unless we replace Kiefer Moore. There's got to be incomings. I mean, you're going to tell me we've got three right backs. We've actually got two, but you're going to tell me we've got three. And we've got a real problem there with injuries at the moment. So there's surely got to be some incomings between now and midnight on Thursday because probably loans i don't think we're going to spend a bundle of cash but we're going to do some business aren't we
1: i mean we've got to really i think i suppose the fortunate thing is that lloyd kelly came back he played an hour um, against Swansea. That was great. Kirkez then comes on for him. So, you know, at least we've got some players at left back. I do still think left back is the, one of the areas that coming into January, I would have encouraged us to do some business in and get a left back on, just a reserve left back on loan. Someone to challenge Kirkez and allow Kelly to play, uh, allow Kelly to play at left centre back. Admittedly, Sonessi has been great. Sonessi still one of my favourite players. But Lloyd Kelly, I think, has shown generally... I think under Iriola, certainly early on, that he was more consistently able to be stronger defensively. But Sanessi has other qualities that Kelly doesn't, um, which sort of means he's favoured. And I could see Kelly playing quite a lot of left back. That does leave us with right back as quite an an interestingly awkward position that when you have technically three right backs, um, do you really want to bring a fourth in? Um, even if it is on a short term, <laughs> short term basis. Admittedly, Fredericks will be obviously out of contract at the end of this season. Hey? Um, Thanks yeah. Thanks um, Ar- um Aaron's is obviously Aaron's is Aaron's is a player I reckon we could improve on quite quite easily to be honest at right back, but he's doing a decent job and Smith is sort of on his way in terms of like he's not getting any younger, obviously. Um Moore is obviously a massive one. If he goes out, he needs to bring another striker in, and then Billing. Yeah, I, I don't see him leaving, but billing is uh, not not in January anyway, because no one's going to have the money. But the interesting thing with billing is just that I do find it still a little bit odd. Because obviously, you know, the, the last time we heard rumors of him sort of being a bit sort of angry and whatever was when he wasn't getting much game time. And then the time before that was, I think... Uh, I think Woodgate had recently come in, and I heard rumours of that. It was either Woodgate or Tyndall, and he wasn't getting much game time. And again, he was—you know—there were rumours of him not being too happy. But he's played in DM at Huddersfield. He played a more central role for us number eight under Parker. He was number 10 under Woodgate. He's clearly versatile and can do plenty of jobs. It just seems to be that Iriola has a very specific idea of what he wants certain positions mm. to do. And if you can't do that, you're not going to play very much. We know that with Trioro. We've seen it with Brooks. It's very clearly the case under Billing because I think he's a better player than Cliver, but you can really see what Cliver adds to that number 10 role in the way that he buzzes about and gets himself into all the different pockets of space that he can, that Billing just doesn't. Billing picks a side and stays there for a while, and then wanders a bit, and he doesn't get involved at times. And it's just not what Iriola wants. He just doesn't want that from that player. So, um, yeah, even though he was obviously playing a bit and signed a contract this season, which I think is easy to forget, I could really easily see us cashing in some decent money on him in the summer because he's still highly rated. And there's a lot of people outside of Bournemouth that see Billing as one of our best players. And, you know, in the right system he is. But this is just not the one for him, clearly. Okay, Jeremy.
0: So while we've got you on this stream, a great opportunity to put you on the spot a little bit, because there's also interest apparently in Richard Hughes potentially with Liverpool and becoming a director there. Not sure how strong that is. I mean, is his heart in it now for us in the next few days? What would you like to see the club do, though, between now and Thursday to put us in a strong position to finish the season strong? I wanted this to finish 12th, 13th. Can we kick on and just go under the radar a little bit in this FA Cup run and journey we're on? What would you like to see in the window as it gets closer to closing?
3: OK, so from a window perspective, real quick on Billing. I I view billing is, is what I would coin as the 12th man. He's a great 12th man coming off the bench, middle of the game. I think he's, he's performed. And I think that's a good role for him. Obviously he doesn't feel that way. Right. So he's probably desiring to get out now to, to your, your question, Kurt, I would like to see us as, as, as John said, I think we could use a left back, a right back. We definitely need a striker. And this is, You've kind of teed me up, Kirk. There's rumors that Callum Wilson may be available. (laughs) Now, I I love Callum. He was great for the club. My questions would be, would he fit this system? Now, of course, he would not be starting necessarily. I would bring him off the bench because of his injury issues that he's had. But what do you guys think? Would he fit the system? I'd love to see him come home.
0: I mean – we're loading the box. I mean, we're we're entering a lot more. We're getting chances mm. away. Well, we were. If you look at Tottenham, Aaron does does Callum Wilson go from playing second fiddle to mm. Isaac to then playing second fiddle to Dom Solanke? I think I think Callum Wilson still lives down south. Correct me in the chat well, if I'm mm. wrong. I mean, it yeah, could be a good fit, but he doesn't start, well, that- does he? <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, I wouldn't discount it. It doesn't start with a dom at the moment, no. But mm. but if you if you were if you were asking me the question, would I swap Keith for more for Callum Wilson? Then, well, yes, obviously. I mean, I, I mean, money and, I mean, and, 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 and he'll and he'll run the and he'll run the channels and he'll give us that that he'll. You can't discount what a good player Callum Wilson is. And of even course. even this season for, for Newcastle, Legend. he scored what, 12, 15, whatever it is, yeah. goals already. So exactly. um, yes. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't dismiss him and say he'll be playing second fiddle to Dom Flanke because Callum Wilson is an exceptionally good player. But what an unbelievable option that would give us, which we just don't Excellent. have at the moment. When Kiefer Moore comes on, and it's not Kiefer Moore's fault, because Kiefer Moore is what Kiefer Moore is. That's um, right. He can't do that role. And, you know, fans berating him, I just think it's unfair. Um. Mm. Because he's just not what we need at the moment. And Kiefer Moore himself also needs to go out and rip up the championship. That's his level. That He'll score a lot of goals, get a team promoted, and get fit for Wales. And we need someone more mobile. The big question is, as you ask Kirk, is who's going to want to come here and play second fiddle to Dom Slanky? It's the, it's the question that Spurs have had to deal with for many, many uh, years. They haven't been able to get anyone half-decent in because they know they're never going to play ahead of Kane um, up until this season. Um, so it'll be tough, but I'd snap your hand off for him. Um, and no, I, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to sit here now and think of everyone else we could possibly get. But if that if he wanted to come home, um, and you know he's, he's coming towards a slight twilight of his career, I think he'd probably argue he's still got you know a few years left. But um, at the top level, a couple more years, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Dom, Dom we're one injury away. But if Dom Slanky gets done, does his does his cruise ship against West Ham on Thursday night, give me Callum Wilson for the rest of the season all day long.
3: Well, and I think, if I may, Kirk, it, I think that's my point. Uh, again,
2: he's not who he used to be,
3: but but I think as we all get
2: older, we start
3: realizing some of our own limitations, what we can and cannot do anymore. And I think bringing him in as not the main guy anymore, but being the second guy, I, I think, depending on how you sell that, if he's open to that, to him, right, emotionally, like, hey, look, man, you, you're not going to start, you're not playing 90 minutes, you're just not going to do that. But we're going to bring you on at, I don't know, 56, whatever, uh, yep. why not if he, if they're willing to talk and they're willing to deal why not
0: yeah um very very quickly John because I don't think it's going to happen I don't think Eddie yeah. lets Callum go I don't think Newcastle let Callum go I think Callum's got aspirations to be in the England squad if he's got a chance and um, and financially I know we're in a strong position under Bill Foley but yeah we might need to
1: absolutely blow the wages yeah, Dom Solanke's, uh composition for Callum Wilson uh, for that England squad, really, um, and I doubt he'd want to play second fiddle to him. And I I heard rumours that Chelsea were interested in him um, at one point. And I think if you've got if you've got the choice, um, this is no offence to Bournemouth or Bournemouth fans, but one, it's a hell of a payday, uh, and two, London, three, maybe if they sort themselves out, you might hit Europe in a season and a half. Not like we couldn't, admittedly, but um yeah I, I don't see it happening and yes the wages the wages would be quite a bit more i'd imagine than than what he was on when he was here last for a backup and and i do think that he fits the role in a certain way he he runs the channels well he's he, um, he's definitely not going to be able to do everything else as well as mm-hmm. um as well as uh, does but he does run the channels obviously a pace isn't what it used to be particularly before compared to before his cruciate ligament injuries but um I don't know. I just think that Solanke plays 90 minutes every time he plays and Callum Wilson isn't really going to get past an hour at a decent intensity particularly in the system if he's doing that kind of pressing. So um yeah, I I I don't I don't see I don't see it happening at all. I, I think that it's going to be very very difficult to find that backup striker which you know, you have to get obviously we were interested in Dhaka in yeah. the summer. I would be amazed if we go back in for that because that that was twenty odd million. It's going to be at least that if we want to try and get him in in, in January, which is unlikely. Um, yeah, it needs to it needs to just be another because it's difficult. It needs to be either like someone really young who knows they're going to be backup, or someone really old that's at the twilight like of their career that is happy to be a backup and take decent wages, but. You know, if you want a youngster, Daniel Adua jay is absolutely banging them in for the under-21s at the moment. Um, So you could even bring him into the fold and and give him some time if you want to give Solanke a rest. But there's no doubt you need another experienced professional in if you let Kiefer Moore go.
0: Yeah, it just seems pointless if you're going to let Kiefer Moore go and then just bring in someone like Kiefer Moore. And the biggest battle... And it was it was the same in the summer It is trying to convince a, a striker like Dakar to to sign for us. But, you know, really, your game's going to be limited unless Dom gets injured or, or we change during the game. So it's going to be a difficult one. Now, if you are watching this video on replay or you are with us interactively, because you are there's 41 at least of you on YouTube, you're probably confused by the fun now because we were going to talk about the FA Cup. Let's move to the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. We're sure it's going to be busy between now and Thursday, but there's our transfer talk. Because last Thursday, AFC Bournemouth progressed to the fifth round of the FA Cup comfortably against Swansea. All five goals coming in the first half. And that meant that we set up a tie. The draw did go for us at home, sort of, against Leicester City, who are also flying in the championship. Jeremy? Jeremy? What a, what a performance. Um, out the blocks, five goals. Swansea didn't know what's hit them. As I said before, they do blow hot and cold. Their performances and results are all over the place in the Championship. They're unlikely to do any damage up top. They're unlikely to go down. That was what you saw. They're in a new identity with their new manager as well. So they're trying to work themselves out. But it was great because the last couple of seasons, we've lost to Boreham We've lost to Burnley. So we know that this can happen to AFC Bournemouth. But Andoni said great opportunity to do something quite comfortably quite comfortable we still got to get over the line but there's an opportunity to really attack this competition with the draw opening up
3: absolutely a very exciting game against one i mean five goals in the first mm-hmm. half i mean no one would have guessed that no one maybe a couple um but it reminded me of our performances against you know man united as well as even to a little bit uh newcastle at home so um, I didn't get to see all the game. I had to watch the highlights, um, but very exciting. And, and some of the players, like mentioned Brooks, you kind of go, "Wait a minute, where has this been?" Like, what? The, the the entire team was so aggressive, and I know that's the style we play, but we were uber aggressive in that game, um, and it felt like we were going to score ten. Um, however, uh, this is a new day, right? We've got Lester coming in and they're leading the championship i remember last year we played burnley and that did not go well now this is a new day a new system a new style of play uh however i, I like ariel uh, his attitude towards these cup games right he i mean he's putting a strong squad out there he wants to win it and you know then that begs the question sorry kirk i know you're the host and you ask the questions but do we want a long run in the cup do we want a deep run in the cup or do we want to yep. really push to try to get into Europe by competing in the Premier League and getting to those spots? Again, I, I, I'd snatch your hand off for either one, but I'm curious. What do you guys think?
2: Go on, Aaron. Told you. I told you three weeks ago, we're going to Wembley this season. We are 100, 100%. <laughs> you, 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 I've told you already, and, and, and it, it's happening. I'm not saying we're going to win the FA Cup. Not, we might mm. not even get to the final, but we are going to the semi-final. We are going on a day out to Wembley. See you all there. Um, we will beat Leicester. We'll get Coventry at Coventry at home in the quarters, and we're gonna be there. Now, you know, um, I think look, what so, I mean it was Swansea was it, after the QPR game, I was a little bit, you know, let's just make sure we do the job. By half time, mm-hmm. the game, well, 50 minutes, the game was over, the second half was was a was a dull fest and and job done. Um, most relaxed I've ever been watching a football match, I think, mm-hmm. um, for a long time. Um the draw is I, I honestly think it's as favorable, favorable, really, as we could have got, other than Maidstone at home, or maybe Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry. In reality, because yes, Leicester are flying at the top of the championship, but we could have got Man City or Liverpool or Newcastle or Brighton, or even Wolves away. You know what, what the, Chelsea or Villa. You know that there are so many harder games. So yeah, it's not going to be easy by any stretch, but we have to take that Leicester at home, mm. given the given the the alternative potentials, we have to take yeah. it. Leicester against Birmingham in the last round won, but they they changed about nine players, so I'm not sure what their priority is going to be. Um, maybe the further they go on, they'll take it more seriously. But even if they do or don't, we should we should have too much for them if we play like we can. Um, and then we're in the quarterfinals in one game for Wembley. And as I said last time, it's purely luck of the balls. It's luck of the draw. We could draw Man City or Liverpool away and then we'll probably be out. Or we could draw Coventry at home or Blackburn, whoever it is at home. And and um, and we, we might well get through. So first job is to beat Leicester. And in answer to your question, I'd love to get into Europe, but I, it's, it, it, it's it's not going to happen this year for me. And I, I I'm not sure we're entirely... This argument, we're not ready. I don't know if we'll ever be ready for <laughs> Europe. Um, but for me, I said, you know, the one the box we have not ticked as Bournemouth fans, I was going to say it's winning a major cup. Get into a final of a major cut, you know, the likes of Watford and Wigan, they, they've all done it. Southampton, I think, you know, let, let's tick that box off. We've had five, you know, seven years now of Premier League football. We we can't ever take that for granted, but I, I don't believe we're going to be in any danger this season. And I think Eddie quite rightly maybe prioritized the league. Um, in, in those five years, there was one maybe one season or two seasons we weren't really looking like relegation fodder, but. I really, really want to go hook, line and sinker for the FA Cup this year. Hmm. You know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I want to get to a cup final. And I think that will be something which former fans would would, would remember and relish for for, forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And John, your reaction to the FA Cup. So five different goal scorers, 100% conversion rate at that point, which is fantastic. Lloyd Kelly, cracking goal. Alex Scott, Brooksy was fantastic. Some really good goals in there. When I look at the draw, John, I do feel like could have just done with a couple of the of the bigger teams just, again, lining up against each other. So when you look at the rest of the draw, it does look like it will get tougher if we get through this one. And John, uh, Ben also says, it's not one or the other, winning is a habit. I never get this concentrated on one competition rubbish. Win the next game every week and the competitions take care of themselves. So, yeah, just your thoughts on, on what I said there. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, um I I certainly get where Jeremy is coming from there in terms of like if you were to pick one or the other or, or what sort kind of could be the aims of, of the season. But um I, I do agree with uh with Aaron in terms of like I don't see Europe as a realistic target this season. Um, but I do see it as something you could push for. The following season and i think that what i was really pleased at or what i was surprised at but pleased at in in similar rook was the strength of the lineup that um that Iriola went with against swansea which admittedly you look at some of the players that are out and particularly in defense or what options we have there we played four center backs um in our back four so it's, and that was still our strongest back four possible so it was you know it wasn't perfect by any means but i mean if you think about who would have played if that was west ham if you threw that formation and that lineup in against West Ham uh, this midweek, there's only Neto would come in for Travers, but I wouldn't even be disappointed if Travers started. To be honest, we all still mm-hmm. like Travers, and we still all think there's a goalkeeper in there. You know, um, David Brooks has obviously moved on now, but you'd really change David Brooks for, you know, maybe Semenya, maybe probably Tavernier. But after that, that was basically the strongest possible 11 we could have put out, really, apart from maybe Clive and for Scott, but none of us would really care if either way on that one, because they're both incredible players. So it was a really strong lineup, and that was was pleasant to see. And I think that that is what made the difference, to be honest, because how many teams, how many lower opposition teams we played, and it's like, oh, they've made six changes, we've made ten. And we've looked like a League Two side because it, the, the consistency is not there. The, the cohesion isn't there. Everyone's still forgetting, <laughs> forgotten how to play in that position all of a sudden because the pressure's on and they haven't done it for for, for four months. Um, it, the, you know that that absolutely helped, and obviously our record against Swansea is brilliant. We haven't lost to them in we haven't lost to them in a decade and a half. So uh, we are well and truly their bogey opponents uh, at this point. So. Um, yeah, it was all great, and I'm, I'm just looking at the table as you mentioned in terms of you know the big boys going up against each other, and uh, yeah, I mean there's there's not too many left. There are you know a couple have already gone out, but you're right, Man City against Luton, Man United against Bristol City or Forest. Liverpool should have an easy time of it. Chelsea or Villa is the only one that they they still need to. Uh, um, actually, who's it? What was that? I forgot what the result? Yeah, Chelsea of that one Villa's was. a replay. Chelsea is a replay, so that's the only one that really you can see one of the bigger teams getting knocked out. The rest is sort of like you expect the big ones to get through, which makes it more difficult for us. But to be honest, if we got a home draw against any of those, I'd still be quite pleased. Uh, You know, as long as it's not City um and probably Liverpool. Uh, As long as it was a home, as long as we get through this and get a home draw. Sorry, Aaron. Luton could beat Man City
2: at Kenilworth Road. They absolutely
1: could. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they. Held Liverpool to a draw there. They almost mm. got a draw off City there in mm. the in the in the league. So um, yeah, there's still quite a bit that could happen. There were a lot of replays uh, that are still to play as well. So we just got to focus on trying to get past Leicester. And I do think that, as Jerry mentioned in terms of playing Burnley last season, which was a horrible fixture. Um, <laughs> and I still I remembered my seeing um, seeing Maidstone beat Ipswich. Uh, was oh. it Maidstone? It yeah. was. Um, yeah, yeah seeing Maidstone beat Ipswich gave me flashbacks of Boar and Wood. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thanks, you know for us thanks, to be John. in this position. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um for us to be in this position, play a strong lineup against a Leicester who were in, you know, in good form at the top of the they top are. of the table. That'll be a really good game. Um and I and I you know, I'd still fancy us to, to win that one. So um I'm I'm not disappointed with that draw really at all. Next. So, I'm sorry, Craig, I
3: I got one quick question. I, I saw where someone in the chat said the squad is not equipped for Europe. Let's win okay. the cup. Okay. Let, let, let's just play a game here. Let's say we did qualify for Europe. Don't we think between now and next year's competitions, the matches, don't we think that Bill Foley would remedy the issue of squad depth and finding more players? Unless I'm ignorant with this. Help, help me out.
1: Well, Within... the, the,
2: the only issue, the issue is financial fair play. Yeah. I think every club is watching that okay. like a hawk at the moment. So, yeah, theoretically, we, we could bring any player he wanted in. The money's there, but we, we can't gotcha. spend all of it. That's the problem. Within gotcha. the boundaries do... of what we can do.
1: Yeah, and I do think really sort of a lot any money that we get by doing well in cups and um, mm-hmm. whether it be even making it in Europe or whatever, I think that may well be sort of like ring fence to some extent to help with finance funding the stadium. Admittedly, gotcha. apparently the money is there already, but any additional funds that can be brought in through success from the team, I think, will be very useful in just uh, making sure that the books are balanced as well as possible. Gotcha. Cool, thank you says i don't
0: want another quarterfinal against chelsea mind oh, i don't one. want <laughs> to see then i don't want to see liverpool mm-hmm. anymore this season 90. i'm done mm-hmm. with seeing liverpool so you can have your chelsea and i'm gonna have my liverpool and finally jeremy now this i did unintentionally on x formerly twitter was sure. i put a little tweet out and said what's your gift reaction to the draw and i put ryan christie on there because obviously he scored the winner last season at home in the 2-1 and we've we've done the double over Leicester I'm going to show some of the reactions on screen as I share it Jeremy I didn't really I'd upset so many Leicester fans I mean they've been putting Vardy gifts in there today and stuff like that but I mean there's not really a rivalry here but we did help relegate them I suppose
3: yeah frankly I've I mean honestly Kirk I've not thought much about them I mean yes they're leading the league in the championship but I don't, I know we're certainly not intimidated by them. Do we have a similar style? They seem to play more up-tempo. And Vardy has found a, the fountain of youth somewhere, it seems. He continues to score, although his minutes have been cut pretty drastically. But I, I'm not at all worried. Um, I, I think we win that at home. I'm, you're not asking for a prediction, but I'm, I'm thinking a 3-1, 4-1, something like that. I just think we are on a mission, and like Aaron says, I think we're going full steam ahead trying to get to Wembley. And I think Iriola is, is, is very focused on this. He seems to take these competitions very seriously, which I appreciate, which is good, because I don't think we can say our previous managers, even Eddie Howe, don't throw anything at me, I don't think he took it very seriously either. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, I just left that gif on there, Aaron. I mean, we've like rattled them already. I mean,
3: we're already
2: <laughs> winning the battle, aren't we? <laughs> oh, you know what? Look, they're, they're obviously full of confidence at the moment. I've got Southampton fans, I know, claiming that they're on a par with us because they're both storming the championship. I reminded them how Burnley are doing this season. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, it's not always easy. But uh, look, um, Le- Le- Leicester obviously flying. Um, I do think it's a, a very weak championship this year. I, th- I think, you know, the likes of Leicester mm-hmm. and Southampton and Leeds will, will, will end up being a top three quite comfortably. Um, there's a big chasm. Um but, as I said earlier it's it's look it, we can't take it lightly because they're obviously a very good team in form, but as i said, it's it, 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 I would have snapped your hand off for that draw before before with the other Absolutely. We could have, could have got
0: mm. um yeah, look a bit of fun there credit to you leicester fans for getting involved it's just a bit of banter a bit of fun i didn't realize you would actually get involved in like that but i did hashtag you so uh yeah head over to our ex account and put a gif in there if you want to but looking forward to the fixture look this stream this episode running away with us we're just going to very quickly touch on west ham this thursday in the premier league what i'd like you to do though is subscribe and hit the like button Thank you so much. Do follow us on our Cherries Red Army journey. John, got to squeeze it in somewhere. We got West Ham this Thursday in the Premier League. I think of you, actually, because it was a terrible game last season. You were at my place. We did a watch along. It was awful. There was some dodgy VAR decision. I'm hoping this time round, we'll get the score predictions going in the chat in about 10 minutes. I'm hoping this time round, we actually threaten the goal a little bit more. West Ham are sixth in the league. They're doing okay. They had a bit of a bumpy start sort of at the start of the season after about four or five games they had, a, they had a bit of a bumpy run but I think they're unbeaten in five The fans are for moys. some fans are not for moys. they have picked up that European trophy last year I know that Jason from beat the drop will, will mention that every now every time he sees you but um yeah it's gonna be a tough game
1: it will be, yeah. I mean, they they are still sixth. I want to say in the table yeah. last time I checked. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're sixth. The, the West Ham are sixth in the table. I don't think Noyce is getting quite as much credit as he deserves for that, to be honest. As much as, as much as West Ham fans may well bemoan the football and and whatever else, it's it's you can't have every single team playing high pressing attacking football. There's got to be one old fashioned team in there somewhere, um, and West Ham do what they do quite well. Um, for the most part, and they've got some real quality in there with um, uh, with Paqueta, if he's not injured, um, with James Ward-Prowse, and you know what our record with set pieces is like, which admittedly has been better this season, but historically. Um, Alvarez is a de- decent DM, and, um, you know, Bowen is a hell of a threat. So, you know, they- they've they've definitely got the players to hurt us. I remember last year was very disappointing with how you know ineffective we were at their place and we weren't much better at ours uh considering the score but um at least this season you know with a little bit of fortune we got a 1-1 draw first game of the season at home to them which turned out to be a pretty good point i think in the end all things considered um and yeah we, we may still have sort of had taken a bit of a knock in our form in terms of you know we're off the back of two two losses but you know, we are still in a very decent position um, in terms of, you know, what our recent results have been. And, you know, David Moyes was in the crowd for for watching our game against Swansea. And I'm sure he took a lot away from that one from the first half, hopefully not too much from the second. But yeah, it, it will be a tough game. I certainly don't, um, I don't have high hopes of picking up anything better than a draw in this game um, because of, you know, what an interesting clash of styles this is in terms of, as I mentioned, on the game that we played against them, first game of the season, we're a high-pressing side. Uh, we want them to want to try and keep the ball and play out from the back, and West Ham couldn't give a damn about playing the ball out from the back. So it kind of messes with us a bit and turns it into a lot of pressure on Bournemouth to try and get forward and attack, or at least hypothetically it does. We'll see how that actually plays out in the match. But um, yeah, it will be uh, it will be an interesting one regardless, and I'm sure it'll be... Um, fun to hear Jason Pratter on and beat the drop on the sat on the Monday after that game as well to hear what his reaction is to it. Ollie in the chat,
0: Aaron says, hopefully we'll see football on
1: Thursday Ooh. and not
0: volleyball. And I can remember you were highly frustrated from the London Stadium last season, Aaron. But it's absolutely right. I mean, they are sick. They're doing very, very well. But you're hearing West Ham fans going, oh, it's not great, though. Ooh. I mean, Funny that. I mean, weren't we saying that at times last season? I mean, we got the job done, but it's not really what we wanted to see week in, week out. But there are, they are. Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they're split, Aaron. I'm not sure if it's 50-50, but there are frustrated West Ham fans. They're sick.
2: Well, the, the last game against Sheffield United, I think he made, a, he made a substitution. David Moyes and the West Ham fans are saying, you don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> so it's a very weird situation. As, as, as you said, they're sick at the moment, um, literally behind the five clubs you'd probably expect to be there um so yeah very strange um yeah i agree with john i think it'll be a very very tough game it, the, i am closer to the pitch this time i was in the upper tier last time which was horrendous so i am actually in the lower tier this time so i actually have to see see the pitch which would be nice um it'd be very tough if
0: you've got your of course
2: yeah yeah exactly um i think i said that in the last show i was on that much as I'd love to see Semenya back, I was hoping Garner would progress. So Kudos wouldn't be available, but he is back. But we've got Semenya back, so you know, that's good for us, I guess. But Kudos is back, which is big. Bowen's recovered from his injury, which is a shame. Um, and they brought Calvin Phillips in, so I'm not sure how he'll how hit the ground running. But obviously he's a, he's a good player. But they got Paqueta out, which is good. He's injured still. Ben Ramasit is, is suspended, and Kufal is suspended. So um, they got you know a couple of players out. Paqueta is a massive massive influence for them. I'm 99% sure he's still injured. So that would be a big, big loss for them. Um, if, let's see who turns up. I mean, if we turn up like we did at, at Spurs, I know we lost the game. I was, I was right next to John at that game, but you know, we came away from that game. I was really happy because I, we actually killed them in, in period. So if we can attack them like we did Spurs, I think we'll get a, get a, get a good result. I mean, you know, that Liverpool game, Liverpool, Liverpool at the moment, the, with the clock news, they're probably the quadruple this season. So I wouldn't read Ooh. too much at that, at that game. Um, it'll be tough, though. Funny team West Ham. I guess we can always say depends what Bournemouth turn up, but I think it also depends what West Ham turn up. But if mm. we've got everyone available, as I said, no, Kelly and Kirkes are back now. I'm hoping Adam Smith to be back and praying because otherwise it could be Lewis Cook at that right-back job at the moment. Um, so assuming Adam Smith's back, we know Sanessi, Zabani, Kirkes, Kelly, they're all back. So defensively, we're sound. Midfield, hopefully fine. and And menu is now back and Tavernier, Clivert, Sinister, exactly. So we, from a, from a, we might have some some rookies on the bench, but it's a first-choice team, we've, we've certainly got most people available now. So if we play like we can, then I'm optimistic. I do think it'll be tough. As John said, I, I probably will go for a draw.
0: I am going to sort of go backwards a little bit, Jeremy, to what we started off in the conversation, because it is going to be a bit of a weird night. Andoni's going to attempt to put out a squad that can do a job against West Ham and hopefully he's got a right back to, right back to think of or pick from. And then obviously the club will be trying to potentially do some transfer business behind the scenes. But Thursday night starts a run of three games where we've got a massive opportunity to pick up Premier League points and chase down those final 15 points that we definitely need to get to 40. That's your safety net. Probably won't need that much, but we've got West Ham, Forest and Fulham nine points up for grabs there. And we should fancy ourselves in a lot of them.
3: You say Aaron or Jeremy, I'm sorry.
0: Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, uh,
3: Yeah, absolutely. Regarding the West Ham game, uh, like most games, especially with the style that Moyes likes to play. We've got to hit them early um, to draw them out of that shell, because if they get a one goal lead on us, he is going to park the bus the way he does. Not, Not literally, but he's going to slow it down. It's going to be very difficult. Um, but, but I'm like you guys. It's I'll, I'll take a draw with West Ham. But also something about West Ham, they remind me of Everton and vice versa. It's something about those two clubs. And when we played them, they play a similar style to me. It's a very boring brand of football, and we seem to struggle with them. Both 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 sides. So I, I hope we'll have a a, a day or an eat or an afternoon like we did. What was it a few years ago? I remember we were wearing the white kits with the yeah. coral trim. Where we hit him what like four nothing or something like that three nothing uh david brooks had a good game calvin wilson had a good game um i'm hoping we do that but i do turn my attention more towards the fullums uh in the forest of the world that's where we've got to get points we, we can't drop points there we, we have to get something out of it and i mean three not one for each of
0: those it it is a mixed bag john against west ham we've had some cracking games against them upton park i think was our first premier league yep. away win and we have had some at the london stadium but we've also been on the end of some terrible results so it's a mixed cool. bag you never know what you're going to get but andoni Ariola, completely new manager going to the stadium and I'm, I'm i'm going to give my score prediction in about four minutes but i'm, I'm thinking we get something
1: yeah i mean I, w- I was trying to remember what uh the last win to be honest against west ham um just looking up, our last one was a 2-0 win at home in 2019 in January. Um, we actually did the double over them that season with a 2-1 win away from home early on. Um, but yeah, the the famous one that I remember, obviously, as most of us probably will do, is, is the 4-3 against them um, as our first uh, our first ever Premier League win. Um, but they are a really tough team to play against. Um <sighs> And, you know, our, our recent record is not good. We've got one, we've got two points from the last five games uh, we played against them. So it is, it, you know, history is not really on our side at the moment. And uh, yeah, if you look at the position in the table, as I mentioned, they are sixth and they're there for a reason. They can do a number on anyone. So um, I am very much hoping to get out there with a point. Um, anything any positives at all, I'll be happy to take from that game. Um And yeah, their, their set pieces worry me massively. Um, And, you know, it's, it's going to, it's, it's really going to be an interesting one to see sort of, I think the midfield battle is going to be interesting again. And also which midfield is picked because now that Alex Scott has played in the number 10 role, you've got Lewis Cook, Ryan Christie and Alex Scott all vying for those two places with, you'd imagine Justin Cliver coming back in the number 10. It's, it's, it is it is an interesting one to see the difference in 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 height and physicality between those two midfields uh, when you when you consider what theirs is and what ours is. So uh, yeah, it will be a very challenging game, and uh, yeah, hoping for for any positives at all, to be honest. Should we do it then? Should we do it at the
0: end of this episode twenty eight? Right. Here's your 60-second warning. Dive into the chat. What do you think the score will be on Thursday in the Premier League between West Ham United and AFC Bournemouth? Go for it. Thank you so much for joining us on YouTube and Twitter for this episode. Do subscribe to the channel. Do hit the like button. Get those score predictions in the chat and we'll start showing them on the screen very quickly. And we'll get the score predictions from John, Aaron and Jeremy. Very, very quickly, Aaron, why that's happening, just want to mention, and we've done this before, um, Adam Smith. I think he clocked up mm. 10 years. I'm sure he's been for the club. Premier League stats coming on the screen now as well. A quick mention for Adam Smith.
2: Yeah, what an absolute legend, stalwart, um, the last of the last in that era, that golden era that we we so often, you know, look back fondly on, really, um, with Junior going, Adam Smith's the last one standing. So, um, yeah, and at the moment, we really do need him standing because, um, you know, we've, we've got no other options at right back. And uh, I think I said he deserved to keep his place in the team before his injury. Even when Max Aarons was back, he's um, he's dependable, he's experienced and, yeah, Desperate for him to be back on, on Thursday, Thursday night. But yeah, what an absolute legend. And and it just defies everybody, really, because you know he's he's looks like he's getting fitter and younger um the older he gets. Um as I said, he had a brilliant run in the team just before his injury, and yeah, he was absolutely outstanding.
0: Yeah, Jeremy, what an energetic right back he was in his prime. I say in his prime, he's had goals in the Premier League against Leicester, Newcastle, Manchester United, West Brom. And Everton, he's played on the right. He's played on the left. We thought his legs were going. And then, only a few games ago, in the last couple of months, in that great, great form, he's rolling back the years. He's getting assists against Sheffield United. It's been great to see the old Adam Smith back.
3: It is great to see him back. I guess my question is, I, I don't even know what's happened to him. What What's the injury? And, and do we have any indication when he will be back?
1: We don't think we do, John uh no i don't um i think i saw someone in the chat post that uh Iraila said he is too early for him um but i think he yeah, said that for swansea I, I i'm not sure
2: yeah. i'm not sure for west he's definitely said this game's too early for swansea okay so um, we have not obviously the press conference of west ham yeah i'm hoping he i mean it, yeah i'm hoping he's back for west ham, so, but... so he,
3: he's kind of the club's iron man as i would call him right now right um however father time's back a thousand and as someone who remembers when you hit 30, uh, things start breaking down that you, some things you didn't know you had start breaking down. Uh, I can't imagine doing what these professional athletes do at that age. So it's much harder on the body. Um, I hope he, he will be back, of course, sooner rather than later, because we desperately need him now. Yeah, It's funny. What's the old, uh, I think it was a Poison song? No, it was a Cinderella, if you remember the old uh, heavy metal band Cinderella. Don't know what you got till it's gone. That's the case right now. So, okay, love it.
0: Right, let's dive in the chat. Your score predictions are in there. And Morgan is going for a clean sheet. Neto 2 0 to the Cherries. Let's hope Neto has a positive game on Thursday. Mark Singleton's going for 2 2. AFC Bournemouth, Germany, head says, heart says 2 2. Head says 3-1 to West Ham. Chris Hubble's going for 2-2. Steve Connor's going for a belting 3-2. West Ham 1, Bournemouth 2 from Paul in Australia. Ollie Wins is going for 2-2. Ben's going for 2-1. We win. Mark's going for a draw. Alan's going for 1-1. Also, Morgan's back in there with 2-0. Another 1-1 from Billy. Alan from Finland's going for 2-2. Nick's going for 2-1 to the Cherries. Steve's saying, good show, lads. Blackburn 4-1 four, Blackburn four, up in the FA Cup. And I'm also going to start this off, guys, as we go around the room to close out this episode. I'm going for West Ham 2, Bournemouth 2. I think it's going to be a good, good game. Jeremy, your score prediction. Thank you for coming on this show.
3: Man, thank, Thanks for having me, Kirk. Uh, I, my head tells me it's going to be 2-1 West Ham. My heart says 1-1. That's
0: fine. We'll take your heart on this one then. Uh, Gene says, <laughs> three two. So the cherries, at Aaron, always great to see you again. Your score prediction for Thursday. Have a good game. Have a
2: good trip. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, John's put the shivers <laughs> up at me because he mentioned set pieces and I've got James Ward-Prowse there. <laughs> yeah. Ward-Prowse is on pre free kicks and they've got about and he eight scored six- a
0: penalty against Sheffield United, didn't he?
2: Yeah. And they got about eight, six foot players. So that could be a problem for us. Um, I really don't have to feel about it because, you know, as I said, Liverpool apart, every game, including Spurs, the way we play, I'm really confident against anyone. You know, look what we did Mm -hmm. at Manchester United. But at the same time, I can see a war of attrition with Moyes' men and it's, you know, some dodgy fluke goal again from a set piece and we'll struggle. So I'm going to play it safe and go for a draw. And I think I will be pretty happy with that. 2-2.
0: Wonderful. Justin, John is going for 2-1 to the Cherries. John, your score prediction for Thursday night?
1: Um, yeah, Jeremy's cop- uh, Jeremy has copied me unknowingly. <gasps> um, or, <laughs> I, I I also was thinking like I'd love a draw and I think it would probably be the 1-1 if it was going to be a draw but I think in all likelihood that West Ham are probably going to nick this one um, with a 2-1 win. Um, obviously, always want a positive result but... Uh, um, you know you'll get your you know you'll get an honest prediction from me, and I do think yeah. that um, in all likelihood it's going to be a West Ham win. That's fair.
0: Right, we'll, we'll we'll sort of see. I'm trying to plan my Thursday to see if I can open up a window to do a stream. So you need to follow our socials. Just hit notification bell on here. If I can open something up because we have got the game, we have got the transfer window. So if I can make something happen, I definitely will. Just need to move my diary a little bit from a family point of view to see if i can make something happen i do want to mention as always you lovely fans who support the channel so we can do these streams and all the other content we are trying to get as much out to you as we can at the moment you can support the channel at buymeacoffee.com slash cherries army details should be in the description below but honestly don't feel you have to do it just smash that like button on this video between now and kick off We go around the room one final time because I do want to send the fans away with a parting message. Jeremy, go safe in the States. Thank you so much. What is your sort of summary of the stream?
3: I just want to thank you, Kirk. It's funny you asked me this. I was just thinking that for international fans like us, you guys enable us to be a part of the club in a way that we can't be living where we do. And what I mean by that is you're very welcoming and kind. And that really does mean a lot to people like me and i know i'll speak for others too Um, we love being able to watch your channel back in the net sam's channel Um, it really helps us engage with the club and become part of the club and feel like we're part of the community even though we're thousands of miles away so my hat's off to you and all you guys please don't forget there are a lot of people that are not in bournemouth i know you guys look at that as a small tiny club on the south coast with a small stadium there are a lot of people that care about the club and want the club and the community to do well. And it's because of you that you've helped promote that. So hats off to you, thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Jeremy. And Aaron. do you know what? Because Back of the Net are a great channel and I'm here really because of Back of the Net and they've just notched up 15K subscribers. And all I wanna try and do is give us many voices and I know you you guys you've got Steve Hensman we've got Matt Davies John and Aaron play a massive part in what we we do and it's a hobby we do have to squeeze it in between our work and our family but we try our best don't we Aaron and we try and get as much content out because we get such good feedback in the chat it's been great again tonight
2: look you know I love doing it because for me it's a hobby and you know it's 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 something I love doing but to hear that from Jeremy is just is just amazing and and you know it's kind of uh, you know we got involved in this i I got involved in this initially through through back of a net during covid um Mm -hmm. coming on to these um to these these kind of shows um and i know uh, john did as well and obviously you kirk um as the gary neville i think they called you back then um and um uh, you know, and obviously COVID was a very tough time for everybody, but um, it was an outlet for all of us. And I think it, it's brilliant that that even though we're not in those times anymore, but for the likes of Jeremy and everyone else who lives the other side of the world, like David and, and others, um, you know, for, for us to literally speak in real time like this, it's it's yeah. I love it, and it's just uh, hopefully we can do more of it. And it's it's just brilliant to hear everyone's thoughts. So so yeah, absolutely.
0: Some great messages in the chat for you, Jeremy, as well, just to mention that. John, it feels like it's game 38 and we're checking out. It's a really nice end to the stream though, And it's great to have someone like Jeremy here. And we're going to get some more overseas, get involved. It's great. They've got that. We've got that new content. But I want to bring some overseas fans and and different fans onto these episodes, these weekly shows we do, because it is is really good. I've really enjoyed this one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, while we are the second voice of, of for Bournemouth um, fan channels and we, that's it, how we see ourselves. And we know we always will be, we do want to get as many different voices on uh, as we can. We've got our regular contributors, but we always appreciate other people getting involved. Like, um, like obviously how you've recently started the, the overseas cherries reactions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we have more than just the regular contributors that come on here and uh, we do the odd free for all as well. So yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's it's just a it's a great community here. The club as has always been is is founded on families. You can see that just as much from um the reaction to the sad passing of uh, Jaden Anthony's mother recently how the club and like uh, you celebration and we all we all send our best wishes to to Jaden and, and his family at this time. Um and yeah, we'll we'll continue to bring as much content as we can to you given Everyone's busy schedules, but uh, thank you to everyone who joins who joins in, watches, likes, subscribes, and particularly to anyone that that sends um, donations our way as well. It really does help us uh, keep the lights on 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 these productions. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you to everyone who's joined us live on YouTube and Twitter. If you've
0: watched us back on replay, massive respect to you. Do get your thoughts in the comments on anything we've spoken about this evening. But it is Bournemouth against West Ham on Thursday in the Premier League and we do hope we can get a positive result. And that transfer window is open until midnight. From me, John, Aaron and Jeremy, look after yourselves. And we'll see you on the next one. Up the cherries.
1: Up the cherries. God bless guys.